Hello and welcome to episode hell yeah, la 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 fucking hell why can't I do this right? Hello and welcome hey. to the Massive Attack Podcast, episode 124. I am your host, Mitch, and with me, as always, is my partner in crime, Joe. Hello, Joe. How are you? I'm very good, Mitch. And yourself? I'm great. I'm a bit pumped up today. I feel a bit high energy. I don't know why. It's lockdown. That's what it is. It's Maybe it is. Me. Maybe it's because you can't get out and do what we're about to talk about, but we're going to talk about it anyway. All right, so we are in the A to Zs of 2021, and what is the letter today? K. That's right, and K is for karaoke, which is, translates from the Japanese to empty orchestra. Yes, I, I learned that today. I'd never actually knew that before. Uh, I knew yeah. it was a Japanese word, but I didn't know why. No, K, not why. No, not K. why, yes. That's a different topic completely. So this is a bit of an interesting topic because I thought I knew about karaoke, but doing a little bit of reading today, I've actually found out that I knew not as much as I thought I did. Well, tell me what you knew. Well, I knew that it originally started in Japan and I kind of knew the whole concept of it from watching movies like, was it that duets movie with Huey Lewis and Gwyneth Paltrow? That is. I've not seen that movie. I think I need to see it now. I researched. when In doing research mm. for this, they talked about that movie. And it's like, I didn't realize, one, I'm that old because it's that long ago. And two, yeah. I never watched it because it looked like crap. But now I know it's about karaoke. It's like, oh, I might have to go check it out. No, I think it's still crap, though. Oh, no, I don't, don't, don't deny that. I'm sure it is going to be. But, you know, good crap is sometimes good fun. Like karaoke itself. Hmm. But cast your mind back to the dim, dark past, because karaoke actually was originally kind of developed in the 1960s. 60s. Now, I personally thought it was more of a 90s thing, maybe late 80s. I thought 80s, because I thought it came along with Laserdisc, but I was wrong. So karaoke kind of developed from the idea of doing a bit of a sing-along. So someone would sing, and a group of other people obviously would sing along. But then as the 70s sort of rolled around and the induction of cassettes made things a bit easier for recording, the idea of having a duplication of a music with no singing and just the, just the music itself with no lyrics kind of became a bit more popular. So in the early 70s in Japan, there was a Japanese dude that was actually a car audio engineer that he decided he was going to make this machine that would let him play music and sing along through a microphone. And from that, it kind of got quite popular. And they devised, I think it was the first karaoke machine was designed by a dude called Daisaku Anui. I've probably pronounced that wrong. But he was the first person to actually make a commercial karaoke machine. But unfortunately, he didn't have the patent on it. So Clarion, the audio company, actually got a commercial patent for it. And they were making them in mass pretty much from that time. So I think back in the early days of karaoke, it was very different to what we would think of karaoke now. It wasn't video. It was just audio. And it was just basically, yeah, a tape with music on that they would sing along the lyrics over the top of the music. And it probably wasn't until the late 80s, as you said, with the induction of laser discs, that it became what we know of it today. Whereas you have a video that shows you the lyrics plays the music and you sing along in time with the lyrics. But yeah, it, it's become 
I don't know if it was a phenomenon you would call it, but it it was really popular for a very long time here in Australia. But overseas, like China and Korea and Japan, it's still massively popular. Oh, it's still popular here, I'd say. Like it, it was obviously a buzz from memory. Like I remember it came in late eighties, towards yeah, towards the um, early nineties, and that is obviously with the advent of the. It was a karaoke, the room where you would be in a bar setting and yep. you're singing to the general public. And it, because it was new, it was talked about and known. And I was just probably 16 to 18 at the time. So I knew about it. And I, the fact I knew about it without actually going to these places. So that's where I think it was kind of popular and around. And it wasn't until I, yeah, once I started going to bars and nightclubs, because I did turn 18, the only place in Melbourne that I knew of was Charlton's, which I think you, you're yes, familiar with. Yes, I was going to mention that as yeah. well. So I don't know if we were talk, want to talk personal experiences with karaoke, but Charlton's was actually the first place I ever did karaoke. Yeah. So Charlton's was a pool hall in sort of the Chinatown area of Melbourne. And they had two floors of just massive pool tables, but one little section at the front was set up with a with a karaoke bar. So there's, I guess, two different types of karaoke. There's, as you said, the microphone in a room of strangers where you put your name down on the list, they call your name out, you jump up, you tell them what song you want to sing, and you sing in front of your friends that are with you and also a bunch of people that you don't know. The other iteration that has become probably more popular in the Asian countries is kind of what they call the K-box sort of idea, where you are in a private room just with your friends singing along together in, a, in karaoke. But no, back in probably early 90s was when I first tried karaoke. I was never very good at it, but it never stopped me from doing it. So what about you? When was your first experience? Well, mine's very different in the fact that, yes, I, I had been to Charlton's, but I went there to play pool. But yes, I, I, I never even considered singing. I've never sung before. I've never been confident singing. But I used to see a bit of karaoke because what I used to do in my past life was I used to go on hen's nights. Not for fun. I was actually the chaperone on bus tours for hen's nights. And we used to go to like a couple of nightclubs throughout the night, get on a bus, take a 20-odd drunken women to a nightclub, go in, get them out again, go to another pub and all that sort of stuff. And we used to go to the Ivy. Oh, yes, I've done karaoke there as well. <laughs> we used to go there quite regularly. There was karaoke there, and there was a dude that looked a lot like Mick Jagger. He was way too old to be there, like at the Ivy. It was a not a young person's club, but it wasn't an old person's club either. I was probably yep. I was probably 20 at the time, so for me it was sort of like my people. But, yeah, this guy was a lot older than that. He used to get around swanning about in his leather pants, and he'd get up and sing karaoke, and he'd sing a fucking Rolling Stones song. It's like, just get over yourself, mate. Go home. You're old. But anyway, he's probably 29, but still. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was probably dead now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so th that was my karaoke experience for the longest time because I'd never just not even considered doing it. I was not, I mean, yes, I was doing this chaperoning slash comedy on bus tours for the hens nights, but I was not a performer really. I mean, when I took up the wrestling, I probably got a little more performance and confidence and things like that, but still singing was not my jam. I can tell you that. Yeah. But I'll get on to when I did, but and it sort of links into the next part of the topic is obviously karaoke was the thing. Like you talked about the K box and the pub. Yep. They're the different sort of things. Yep. And I suppose one of the reasons the popularity of 
karaoke in in Australia anyway, and maybe America is computer games because yes. because you could do it at home. You didn't have to go out. So in doing that, the Xbox and the PlayStation basically had their own versions. Like SingStar was very popular. There was a game before that. I can't. Yeah, made by Harmonics, which who made the Rockstar um, game the original. Rockstar, and I think they did the original Guitar Hero as well yeah, before I think so. it changed. But yeah, so Karaoke Revolution was the name of the game. That's right. So you could do it at home and you could have fun with your mates. So you essentially you make your own K-Box at home. Why go out when you can do this, essentially, which is pretty kind of cool. So SingStar was a big deal. You know, PlayStation 2 was that the console of the generation where it was nuts. I mean, a lot of people had them. Yep. One of the biggest selling consoles out there, I think, still. And, you know, SingStar was a big deal. And I remember going to a mate's place and I was really confident with my mates. You know, I crack jokes, say inappropriate things, but I could not sing in front of them. I tried. Really? I was terrible. I mean, I'm, te- I'm a terrible singer. I know that now, but I'm a lot more confident with it. But back then, even Daydream Believer, I turned into the slowest dirge because I was just so not confident. I'm just reading the words on the screen. Daydream Believer. I was terrible. I felt so sorry for my friends. <laughs> and that's what I was yeah. so conscious of, that I sound terrible. I'm hearing it through the speakers of the telly, my singing. This is bad. They're all looking at me. I hated it. Absolutely hated the experience. But I got better. Okay. I got used to it. And it was a lot of fun then. I got drunk and we, I used to play indoor footy with my mates. And we had a, yeah. um, f- to make it fun, even more fun than the indoor footy, we started doing our own votes and things like that at the end of every game. And my cousin kept them all, you know, in camera. So we didn't know when we actually had a Brownlow night at the end of the season where we all got dressed up, went to a mate's place and we got drunk and did karaoke and I really enjoyed it or did sing stuff. And that was where I was like, oh, alcohol, I get it. <laughs> That's the difference because you don't have to sing. You just have to be drunk. Yeah, it's that whole liquid courage. But yeah. that being said, I can remember going to the Ivy back in the probably early 90s as well, mid-90s, and actually doing karaoke completely sober. I think the first time I did it, I, I got dragged up with a bunch of other mates. We were on like Friday night drinks after work and they're like, come on, let's go sing. And I was like, well, I can't really sing. Maybe I'll come up. And I just sort of did background vocals. Mm-hmm. But then later on in the night, once the beers had got into me, I was like, yep, that's it. And I was up there doing Tom Jones's It's Not Unusual Ooh. on karaoke, but yes. Nice. But I can remember another time getting back to Charlton's. One of the, the few times that I can remember really enjoying karaoke at Charlton's. One of my mates was working at Fast Eddie's at that stage, which was a sort of 24-hour restaurant in the top end of Burke Street in Melbourne. And somehow we managed to get a bunch of the other waitresses to, to come and do karaoke with us. And I was like, oh, this will be a fun night. But one of them had brought her brother, who was probably about five, six years younger than us. And we're like, oh, this guy's not going to be very good. He's a you know, different generation. But she got up and sang Gloria, the U2 song and he got up with her and did this freestyle rap in the middle of Gloria and it was probably the best thing I have ever seen so they've gone completely off script she's singing the the main vocal and in this little bit where she was meant to be singing the second verse or something he just busted out this freestyle and it was like damn if we'd have recorded this back then this would have made us millions but you know it's one of those things where it's amazing when you see it but would probably never be able to be repeated but that kid's name was Marshall Matthews no exactly yeah (laughs) i can't remember Mm. maybe he went on to be scribe or something i remember he was an islander so yeah but it was it was awesome how many not many if any (laughs) but yeah uh, it it was one of those things where i've been to karaoke lots of times since but i've never seen anyone go off 
topic that much. Yeah. Most people sing kind of the way it is sung originally. They'll put a little bit of flourish into it, but this was, yeah, it was completely him. And it was amazing for it. So yeah. no, that's cool because I mean karaoke, like it's in Japan. Like I said, the translation is empty orchestra. Obviously, there is no band. You are singing to backing to. Also in Japan, where I mean the rules, there are rules, and there's different. Malaysia's very popular. Philippines is popular. Korea's got it as well. So I don't know if they're all the same, but there's a politeness which is a very Japanese thing. So you don't laugh at people. You clap at the end of every performance. You listen. You listen to them sing. Where in Australia, it's it's a drunken pub thing where you. You're there and yeah, people are up there and you do your bit and you're talking. It's, it's just sort of background sort of stuff. Like when you're on stage, you feel like everyone's yep. looking at you, but most of the time they're probably not. But um, yeah, it's a very serious, fun thing in Japan, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's kind of a bit of stress relief for them after a long, hard day at work I as well. I totally get that, yeah. Yeah, because you do see a lot of clips of Japanese businessmen in their white shirts and ties getting up there and you know, busting the ties the around the head like a Rambo headband, yes. So the, the politeness is in in watching and appreciating and that. But in Australia particularly, or personally, this is more personal, you don't want to be good because good karaoke is kind of shit. If you can sing, yeah. it's shit. Like you're watching someone who can sing on stage. It's like, no, you're just making everyone look bad. You're meant to sort of, yeah. it's almost you've got to be bad. <laughs> you know, it, it feels that way to exactly. me. It almost feels like you have to be bad. Yeah, it's the participation award of getting up there and giving it a go, even though you probably know, shouldn't be. That yeah. is the... Because yeah. we we put one of the first cons we put together, we actually put karaoke into the masquerade ball. We sort of go, oh, let's have some fun with this. Yep. And it was fun because Mondi got up there and he sang Summer 69 really, really badly. And that was entertaining. You know, a friend, a friend Kirsten, she got up and sang Like a Virgin. That was terrible as well. But it was fun. Like it was great. And then if a person got up there and sang full-on operatic sort of singer, like she's she was obviously very well trained. But it was boring as hell. It was like... I. Yeah, I don't need to see that. I don't know. It just ruined it for me. It's like no, it's, it's you've got to be bad and you've got to appreciate the badness. But yeah, but we've done karaoke at Continuum since. But generally, I am an asshole because <laughs> I turn up drunk and incredibly judge the fuck out of people because I'm not being involved because yeah. <laughs> I sort of wanted I want to get involved and I'm too embarrassed and I don't care about these people who are here and I'm like no I'm just going to judge and giggle and yeah so I'm not that person you want in that audience and I apologize if anyone's listening they're not but I apologize because I was an asshole and I'd do it again well yes I definitely think you would but speaking of continuum we actually sang together at continuum I don't know if you were that I drunk I honestly don't remember, don't remember. It, but one year we got up there as a group and we did backing for Fleetwood Mac's Go Your Own Way. But then there was another time when both of us were drinking and we actually sang Elton John and Kiki D, Don't Go Breaking did My we? Heart together. So I think, I yes, did, we I sang honestly together. do not remember. I think you must have been very Which drunk. Did I, sing? I think you did the Elton part and I did the Kiki D part personally. Oh, really? But yeah. Hmm. But the interesting thing about the, the karaoke nights at Continuum was the fact that they had a very mixed crowd and there was a lot of people that would pick pop songs and they would sing the pop songs, but then there was other people that would get up there and they would be your kind of shy, retiring, geeky kind of people, but then they would bust out Eminem songs or just weird things that you wouldn't really expect. Yeah, I mean, that's... So, yeah. One of my other highlights, obviously, when we were at Continuum was the fact that I was wearing my... 
a Progress Wrestling British Strong Style t-shirt. And I was thinking I would be the only person in the world at a science fiction convention karaoke night wearing anything wrestling related. And there was another dude wearing a Tony Storm t-shirt. This was like years before she was actually in WWE. So it was kind of cool that we were both wearing these like independent wrestling shirts in public. But yeah, that's a a little side note. Hmm. All right, so let's let's bring it on to my karaoke now, when I finally did start. So I went to the public bar sort of venue and was scared, didn't like it. Did it with my friends in the lounge room and hated it because I was terrible. Got drunk in the lounge room, go, hang on, this kind of works. So that was with PlayStation. Now, by this point, I did have a Wii, as in W-I-I, Nintendo Wii. No, not because you drank too much and you had to go for a Wii, but no. No, no a Nintendo Wii. So it's like, oh, I'll get the equivalent for SingStar. So I bought Boogie and it wasn't very good. <laughs> like I had the terrible songs and you couldn't get more. It was just like, yeah, SingStar nailed it as far as getting it right. Like from the get-go, it was just a good format with the games were there. The songs yep. were great because they paid the money for the good licenses. So I was like, oh, okay. And then not long after that, I did get the Xbox 360 and their version of SingStar was Lips. So got Lips for a while. But yes. yeah, it just wasn't the same. Like just staying home with your wife to sing songs, I just couldn't get into it. You need to be drunk with a bunch of friends. You know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, it just. Yeah, two of us just didn't quite work. So I never really got into it in that way. But I've got a friend, a couple of friends that we catch up with regularly. And we actually do SingStar quite a bit at her place. And it got to a point where it's like, this isn't enough. We need a karaoke. So we actually go to a place called K-Box. Obviously, they call them overseas, but the business is called K-Box. So you get your little private rooms and you pay, I think it's like around 40 bucks for the night per person. And you get two drinks on top of that and you sing for whatever and i couldn't get over the first time we did it going is this gonna work literally there's four of us yeah um, one had to go home around 12 and it's like we're we gonna stay and so i we're open till three and it's like there's no way we're making it to three especially once one of us one of them left it's like oh we got a half hour in us next thing you know three o'clock they're kicking us out it's like what what happened what happened in the last three hours <laughs> we've still got songs to sing damn it what are you doing and yeah it's, it's so weird so and we we do it quite regularly now well obviously not in covid times but yeah the old k-box get together is very much a fun night out obviously better when you're drinking but i've done it sober and it's fine but definitely a lot easier when you are drinking and it's so weird how the night because it's always the same because this friend always has to go home at a certain time. So there's always a few of us that do that last three hours. And it's amazing how we feel it still. It's like, what? And yep. the first half hour, the song choices are weird. Like, have you ever done K-Box before? I've done it once, but it was at a, a kid's birthday party. So it was probably a very different experience because it was a bunch of preteens all wanting to sing Let It Go. And we got to hear about 10 different girls all sing Let It Go at different stages of the afternoon. So, yeah, it's probably not your normal K-Box experience. How many times did they sing Let It Go? Uh, I think there was 10 kids and they oh, all had okay. a go. Okay, that it. would do your head in, yeah. No, you don't, you don't double yes. up the songs. That's one thing. And, but, but no. yeah, it's sort of funny. That first half hour, you're sort of picking songs going, oh, what's a good one? I don't know. And you sort of have lulls in between songs going, oh, I don't know. Oh, will this one be all right? Yeah, we'll try this one. And you're very conscious thinking, oh, maybe I can sing this. Maybe I can't. And you want it to be good. Yeah. But then there's also ones that you don't sing yet. Like we always say, don't stop believing by journey. That's for the last one of the night. It's like, yep, we're going home. That's the one. But, um, 
Yeah, so you don't want a good song early. You sort of, it's almost like a no. DJ playlist. You sort of go, oh, you got to play some caucus to start with to get the mood going, but you don't want to do your caucus early. You want to save them. You've got to build up to that sort of thing. And you, you really do have an ebb and flow with the whole concept of it all. But that's kind of the same as when you go to the pub nights as well, because there's normally a host on those nights and they will get up and they will sing a song that they're good at themselves to kind of encourage more general punters getting up there. Or if they're not getting enough from the general public, they'll get up and belt one out and go, come on, I'll do this one. And yeah, but, enjoy I mean, they can sing too. So it's, it's sort of that level where it's Yeah, because like, they're kind of professional. They also probably bring, oh, we've had a few shit in a row. I'll just have a good one, a fun one, bring the mood up. Yeah, it's, yep. it's a, there's a knack to it. I forget, oh, there's a oh, video jockey or something. There's a term in, I think, Korea for those those people. Yeah. Okay. Um, like karaoke jockey, I think it is. Is the term like disc jockey the equivalent? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so getting that first half hour is the most awkward in a night, and we get there around eight thirty. So it's a long freaking day. We don't run out of songs. That's the thing. It's so weird that we sort of that first hour is like, oh, what about this one? What about this one? By the end of it, you're like, oh, well, we should have sang that, and I could have sang this, and what about this? And it's really good when you get into theme. So, like I said, there might be lulls in between when someone picks a song, and then you just throw something up because. Oh, you know, oh, nothing's playing. Oh, just this. This will do. And there's sometimes some of the best songs because there's songs you love that are hard to sing. And then there's songs yeah. that I'm not going to try that because it's too hard, so I'm not going to do it. And then there's like, oh, this is a fun song. It's like, wow, that's really terrible. And then there's some that you don't like that much, but hang on, this is really fun to sing, like Nickelback. Yeah. Yeah, so it's weird that what's a good song versus what's a good karaoke song and all this sort of shit. And then all of a sudden you've got the queue of songs lined up in the computer because you can do it through your phone you can just add songs to the playlist and all this sort of stuff yeah yeah and you get themes going it's like someone will play sing i go off by diana nate or whatever and it's like ah oh, i'm gonna sing bitch <laughs> and it's just like there's this real theme going oh that reminds me of this other song and then boom 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 and you might have a thing going and then i remember at one point it was like a couple of songs in a row that a friend picked it's like hang on they all died last year <laughs> it's like yes so i was like <laughs> all artists that died. It's like, okay, it was Bowie and Prince and all this sort of shit. Yeah, it's, it, it is some fun that I really do enjoy going and doing, but yeah. I am still terrible. And, you know, I do feel conscious when I think I hit a note and I watch my friends wince. It's like, oh, okay. No, I, yeah. I'm not good. <laughs> when I'm drunk, I don't care. When I'm sober, I do. Because I'm literally hurting yeah. my friends. <laughs> it's funny, though, because you talk about how being the fact that shit karaoke is the best karaoke. And I think the manufacturers of karaoke itself have kind of taken that on board because when they have karaoke, obviously you have your video in the background that has your lyrics on. And I think initially they were just Pretty a much. blank black screen or whatever with covered lyrics so you knew what to sing. But after a while, they kind of evolved into almost being video clips themselves and they would have you know girls in bikinis in speedboats with the lyrics in front of them and stuff. And then it got to a point where sometimes it was even more fun just to watch the shitty oh, karaoke is. videos rather than to actually sing along with the songs. So, yeah. And I mean, with K-Box, obviously it's a, it's a lot of Japanese clips, but they just get the most the closest appropriation to the song. Oh, it's a dude and a girl and they're on a motorbike. So yeah, yeah that'll do a Motley Crue song. It'll do, <laughs> that'll do with the Eagles. That's fine. <laughs> so we've seen the same <laughs> clip multiple times for different songs. Yeah, this'll do. And they are hilarious. Yeah. Some of them are so bad. It's great. But yeah, it, it, it adds to the shitness of the night. And it is all about being shit. And it's great. I love it. Mm. So, so I've got a list here of the most popular songs from karaoke worldwide. Yep. This is from 2009. So it doesn't have Let It Go or Shake It Off. 
But from 2009, okay. it's just the, the yep. most recent I could find. But the top 10 most popular songs in karaoke choices around the Western world. Number 10, American Pie, Don McLean. I've sung that. Mm-hmm. Seems reasonable. Number yep. nine, One More Time by Britney Spears. Sung that. Okay. Take On Me by Aha. Uh-huh. Sung that. It's fucking hard. It would be, yes. And the thing with karaoke as well. You learn lyrics that you never knew before. Yeah, sometimes though I think when you sing them and they have them on the screen and you look at it and go, I don't think that's what they're actually saying. No, but sometimes but it's anyway. like, is that what they said? I've been singing it wrong for 25 years. Uh, number seven, Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Yep, okay. Number six, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Sydney Lauper. Yes, I've heard many people sing that. Number five, Torn, Natalie Imbruglia. Not a bad song. Uh, number four, Suspicious Mind by Elvis Presley. Mm. Number three was Just Like a Pill by Pink. Now, this was 2009, so it was probably because it was new. I'm sure that would not be up there now. Probably not. N- number two, The Final Countdown by Europe. Yep. And number one, any guesses? From 2009. Uh, mm. It is an 80s song. It's probably going to be something 80s. I was going to say, is it Total Eclipse of the Heart? Correct. Wow, ding, there ding, you ding. go. Oh, look at the big brain on Joe. <laughs> well I just thought of how many times I've been to karaoke and I've seen someone get up there and belt that out. And I thought, yeah, that's probably going to be one of them. It is so, beltable. Yeah. Well, it's truly beltable. Hmm. Nowadays, obviously that was 2009, but I think nowadays there's probably going to be a couple that come to mind that would be more popular than that. And I obviously let it go because that's just popular with anyone that wants to sing. But probably Shallow with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper is probably a good one. That's probably a very hard song to sing, but I think a lot of people would give that a go. And there's probably a lot of Adele songs that I think people would want to get up there and belt out as well. Mm. Yeah, because with K-Box, probably about three floors of rooms. And there's, I guess so, you probably, I'd say there's, you know, 20 plus rooms. So you walk past and you listen to what people are singing because you want inspiration because you go to the toilet and you come back going, ah, that's a corker of a song. Let's sing that one. And you hear Let It Go everywhere. It's it's ridiculous. And Taylor Swift, that was a a big one with Shake It Off. Yeah. But there's some songs that are just stupid. You go, oh, Gangnam Style, that's a lot of fun. And then, no, you know the chorus and that's it. Exactly. You know nothing. <laughs> and you go, oh, that, that was silly. And you start the song and then you have choice regret where you go, oh, um, hum, 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 nothing, banter into the mic, crack a joke because you don't know the rest of it. This was a stupid choice. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, all right. That's the world's most popular songs. Have you got a go-to song? Now, I haven't actually done karaoke for quite a long time. I am kind of partial to Fleetwood Mac because I find them being pretty easy to sing. But I can remember back in my days of going to the Ivy, I, as I said, I did Tom Jones's It's Not Unusual. But another song that was probably quite popular at the time was the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones impression that I get Ooh. because that's actually quite a good song to belt out. And yeah. more recently, I think probably All Star by Smash Mouth because mm-hmm. it's something that even if you get it wrong, most of the crowd know it and they will sing along anyway. Yeah, that's but, fair enough. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you as well that Nickelback's This Is How You Remind Me is a pretty good song to belt out as well. I lock your pants around your feet. I just like saying that bit. I don't know which song that is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my go-to songs, because it was the timing of when I sort of got into karaoke and hanging around with my friends. And we actually reintroduced it back in a continuum one year after we discovered the whole karaoke thing. Yep. And I I ran it. I did like the karaoke jockey. I sort of had to start the night. And it was sort of a rush. I came from the awards ceremony straight into this. People are sitting there waiting. It's like, let's get on it. 
And so, okay, so bang. Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Adrenaline was pumping. I was a little bit tipsy. I was impressed. I don't know what the audience was, but I was impressed with myself. And they all seemed to enjoy it, or they were being polite. Either way, it's the way it's meant to be. So, yeah, that, and I was forced to sing Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Yep. And it's sort of become my jam. So <laughs> Wrecking Ball and Call Me Maybe <laughs> has sort of become my songs now. Party in the USA was going for a while, but, yeah, sort of those two are mine. Like like I said, Journey, Don't Stop Leaving, it's the, the end song when you finish. Closer by Nine Inch Nails is a lot of fun. See, I've never been to a never been to a place that has that sort of alternative list of their songs, unfortunately. Yeah. So most of the time, well, you want to play it at a ten year old party. No, no, most of the places I've been are more mainstream, and it's a pop song that you end up singing. Oh, pop's fun, but yeah, it's sort of like every now and then you can find one. So, ooh, because with K Box, I'm very frustrated that there's like there's no faith no more at all. So all I can do is pick the Commodore's version of Easy <laughs> and try and <laughs> patterns on it. Yeah, there's a couple weird like the I like the Bloodhound game. Yeah. And they've got the bad touch. Which is fine. <laughs> I can remember it. when we went somewhere and we were looking at it. And was it the ballad of Chasey Lane was one of the songs they had? <laughs> I mean, they did do a film clip, so obviously it was released as a single. But it's like, this is wildly inappropriate. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah, that was a weird, that's that's the other one. Not Firewater Burn or something else that was popular. It's like that one. Yep. Out of all of them. It's like weird. So yeah, karaoke is a lot of fun. Or isn't? Mm. I found out today in doing this research about the My Way killings. So yes, in Malaysia, between 2002 and 2012, somewhere between six and 12 people were killed in karaoke bars for singing My Way. That's just an incredible thing to think of, isn't it? Yeah. So now it's, there's a lot of things going on. Now there's a lot of theories. So basically because of this, they blame My Way for it. And because of it, a lot of venues have banned the song My Way from their So playlist. when you say My Way, you mean the Frank Sinatra song, not the Limp Bizkit. Frank Sinatra's My not Way. Not the Limp Bizkit song no. that The Undertaker came out to at WrestleMania one year. No, no. definitely not that one. Yeah. So, so people don't sing it in public anymore. People choose one out of fear and out of and respect been taken off a lot of playlists because of the violent murders and there's actually a band a rock band called in japan called kashi dan which they released a version of my way and did a film clip for it where the lead singer kept getting shot singing it so that's <laughs> on youtube apparently if you want to look for that i think we've just found our music for the end of the episode <laughs> no i thought you'd use jim carrey from the cable oh movie. cable guy maybe i will yeah i have to see what i can it's look up yeah, so, so in Manila or in the Philippines is where these, this happened. Now, obviously, the average wage is low. We're talking like $2 a day. $2 US a day is the average wage. And it costs like 10 cents to go to a karaoke place to do, you know, to do a thing. So for entertainment, maybe they don't have Foxtels or cable TV and Netflix and all this sort of stuff. So this is their entertainment. This is what they choose to do. They like to sing and they go out for it. So it's very important in that way. But yeah, so some of the reasons. So there's one here. Killing spot, the, the attention to the killings peaked in 2007 when a 29-year-old karaoke singer was shot dead by a security guard at the bar. The guard had, starting again, the guard had complained that the young man's rendition of the My Way was off-key. But the man refused to stop singing, prompting <laughs> the guard to pull out his 38 <laughs> revolver and shoot him dead. Yes. That is like, just, wow. why would you do that for a karaoke song? Yeah. So some of the explanations here, uh, it's like, it's just the machismo of the song. They reckon it's like, it's my way, you know, and that sort of thing. A professor from, uh, in pop culture said that they're connected to 
simply reflect popularity of the violent environment noted by the song's triumphant themes. It's like, okay. <laughs> but it's not, it's not just my way that people have been hurt over in karaoke. There has been other incidences over the years. Yep. So it says here, cases of singers being harassed, assaulted, or killed mid-performance are being reported all over East and Southeast Asia. Ingredients of karaoke rage, as it's called, outside <laughs> of Asia has also been documented. In 2007, a karaoke singer in Washington, Seattle, Washington, was attacked by a woman who wanted him to stop singing Coldplay's Yellow. Well, that's understandable uh, as well, isn't it? Yep. In 2008, a man was arrested in Thailand for shooting eight people to death, including his brother-in-law, in a dispute stemming from several karaoke offerings, including repeated renditions of John Denver's Take Me Home Country Road. <laughs> uh, in 2008, a man at a Malaysia coffee shop hogged the karaoke microphone so long that he was stabbed to death by other patrons. Not one person. The patrons <laughs> joined together to go, no, you've had enough, mate. Put it away. So um, they didn't just think of pulling the power cord out. They had to stab him to death. Stab because of it. him, yes. In 2012, a fight over a microphone broke out at a Chinese karaoke parlour with a man killing two others with a meat cleaver. It's taking it to the extreme, isn't it? And the last one they have mentioned here, in 2013, an American was stabbed to death for refusing to stop singing into the microphone. <laughs> so not only is it fun, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. There, there are rules, and that's that's another a lot of another theories are that people aren't obeying the rules. Like I said, in Australia, it's sort of a backgroundy sort of thing. You have a bit mm. of fun and joke, and you sing along, you join in. But in some of the Asian countries, the politeness is very big deal. You clap at yep. the end, you listen, you do not laugh. Mm. So I guess if those rules are in place and you break those rules, that's why you take a meat cleaver with you. You yep. respect the karaoke yes all right well that's probably a nice place to wrap up our little chat about karaoke so be we'll safe out there people yes respect the karaoke just don't take your meat cleaver with you when you go down to your local bar yes all right well that's been fun maybe if you've got any tips for us of what songs you think we should be singing in karaoke or what your favorite song in karaoke to do is drop us a line on our facebook we are facebook.com slash the massive attack podcast we are the ma podcast on twitter and you can find us on our website which is the mapodcast.podbean.com so until next time mitch thank you very much no worries and we'll talk to you soon bye 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 ふと立たずに私は繰り返る遠く旅して歩いた若い日よ全て心の決めたままにあいと
When I'm drunk, I don't care.